You know, this morning we're celebrating, well, you know, I guess it's getting close to Easter, thankful. And I was, well, it was my turn to sing. I was going to sing, Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. While the world looks upon me. As I struggle along, they say I have nothing, but they are so wrong. In this world, hard I'm rejoicing, and I wish they could see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. There's a roof up above me Have a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet Gave me your love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me not wealthy, that these clothes, they are not new. I don't have much money, but oh Lord, I have you. That's all that matters, though the world may not see. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. There's a roof up above me of a big place to sleep. There's food on my table and shoes on my feet. They gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Bibles this morning, look with me in Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, are y'all glad to be here today? It is good to be in the Lord's house. Can y'all smile? 
Man, I'm an LSU fan. If I can smile, anybody can smile this morning. So I got it out of the way. Got it out of the way. So we're done with it. Now we can get spiritual. So <clears throat> last night, uh, it got so rough on Facebook. I said, you know what? For every comment, I'm going to add 10 minutes to my message. And I said, and when I get there in the morning, I'm just going to keep a tally as they give it to me. So I think right now we're up to about 4 or 5 o'clock this evening. So y'all make yourself at home and get comfortable this morning. So it is good to be in the promised land. It is uh, unbelievable the welcome that y'all have given us. Uh, the day that Brother Norman called me and said that y'all have voted to call me as pastor, I was scared to death, but I was humbled, I was honored, and I still am today. To God be all the honor and all the glory. I, I don't have complete direction today about my ministry here, but I know God's in charge, and I'm going to put it in His hands. And all of this moving and me coming here, this is a God thing. This is not about you, it's not about me, it's about Him today. And I know this is of His will, so we're going to give Him all the honor and glory but church, I want to thank you for the warm welcome you've given us. There were 30, 40 people that helped us unload the other day. I couldn't believe it. I got to sit back and point. So I, I know what it's like being my wife now. I got to sit back and point a little bit. So I'll hear it again. So, But uh, the Lord is good and He's faithful. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't know everybody and I probably won't for a while. Be patient with me. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm ready to see souls saved. I'm ready to see the Lord at work. This has nothing to do with me, but it has everything to do with Him. And so I'm going to trust Him. You trust Him. We'll go together, and we're going to see what He has in store for us. If you would, stand with me for the reading of God's Word. Philippians chapter 3. I actually uh, finished my ministry last week in Wales. Uh, with these same verses, and I want to pick up and begin here in the same place. And I ask you to pray for First Baptist Church of Wells, Texas, if you would. They have a man in view of a call this morning. They have another man next week. So y'all remember them as they seek the Lord's will for their life. Uh, Philippians 3 and verse 7, the Bible says, But what these things were gained to me, those I counted laws for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss, for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ, and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for Your Word. Lord, I pray that You give us understanding of it today. 
Lord, I don't want to mess up your word. Your word is perfect without error today. Lord, it's us that stands in need of correction. I pray that we would apply this to our heart and our life. Lord, bless this message. Lord, you know my feelings. You know that I'm scared today and intimidated and worried. And Lord, all the, the, the fears of being in a new place. But Lord, we put it all in your hands. And we ask you to give us the peace that passeth all understanding. Lord, work it all out for us. Lord, we trust you today. Lord, I pray that souls will be saved this morning. I pray the saved will be drawn closer to you. I love you and I praise your holy name. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you on the subject, pressing toward the mark. Pressing toward the mark. Uh, if you look here in Philippians, we see that the Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Philippi, and he is basically telling them, what his relationship with Jesus means to him. Of all that there is in the world and all that there is in life, and Paul had a lot of things going on for it. And Paul was very successful in what he set out to do. Paul had a lot of things going for him, but he said, of everything that I have in my life, the most important thing to me is my relationship with Jesus Christ. In fact, as you look there in verse 7 and verse 8, he said, I count knowing Jesus the most important thing in my life. In fact, compared to knowing Him, I count everything else in this old world a loss. I count it but dung. I count those things lower compared to knowing Jesus. I ask you this morning, how important is your relationship with Jesus Christ? How important is it to you? May I tell you that your relationship with Jesus ought to be above everything else in all the world. If you're saved by the precious blood of Jesus, your walk and your relationship with Him ought to be above your relationship with your spouse. It ought to be above your relationship with your children. You say, are you, do you mean I have to put my family before Jesus? Absolutely. He is worthy to be above all this morning. He is worthy to be number one. And Paul said, I count everything but laws compared to knowing Jesus. Could you imagine today where we would be without our personal relationship with Jesus? i tell you where I'd be. I'd be bound for hell. <laughs> I'd be miserable. I'd be without hope. I'd be without victory. But now that I know Jesus, I have victory. I have hope. And I have a reason to live today. You know, in the the, the walk, in our relationship, and living this life, now that we're saved, we are to live it for Jesus. And I know a lot of times we get discouraged, we get down, and a lot of times we want to quit. It's easy when we get saved, and we get on fire, and we're charging hell with a water gun, if you will. And I'm telling you, we're excited for the Lord, and then before we know it, problems come along, and we begin to get discouraged, and we, we get out of the race, if you will. We, we get so discouraged that we don't want to serve the Lord anymore. Paul said, Jesus means so much to me that I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep walking. And I'm going to keep worshiping. And I'm going to keep working for the Lord. And he was motivated to serve the Lord by the love that he has for Jesus. I'm glad I don't have to serve him. I'm glad I get to serve him today. 
And I want you to know that your service for the Lord should not be out of obligation, but it should be out of pure love for Jesus Christ. Nobody has done for you what Jesus has done for you. And you know what Paul said? He said, now that he means so much to me, he said in verse 14, I press toward the mark. I press toward the mark. His conclusion of being in love with Jesus, now that I'm saved, now that I'm in love with the Lord, he said, this is my conclusion. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I want to break this verse down. If you're with me, say amen. I want more of you with me. Say amen. All right. I want to break this verse down, and I want us to look at what Paul was talking about The pressing toward the mark. The first word there, the first phrase, he said, I press toward. I press toward. I want us to think about that. If you look him back in verse 13, he said there at the very end of the verse, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Us as God's people, when we get in the race, and now that we are saved, and now that we are to serve the Lord, Paul said we are to press forward. We are to press forward. Toward. As a child of God, we should always be going forward. As a child of God, we should never go backwards. We should always be progressing in our relationship with Jesus. If you're saved today, you say, Preacher, I've been saved ten years. May I tell you, you should be further in your relationship with Jesus than the day that you met Him. And if you are, if everything in your relationship with Jesus is the same today as it was ten years ago, shame on you. Because as a child of God, we should not be stagnant, we should not sit still, but we should press toward. Now Paul said, I'm reaching forth unto those things which are before. God has a lot of things for us before us, doesn't He? And the only way that we can receive them is if we go forward. And so if we are serving the Lord, we got to go forward. we got to press toward. That means a continuation. May I tell you, there's too many people falling out of the race today. There's too many of God's people throwing up their hands. Well, I quit. Man, I'm discouraged. I'm down. I'm low. The preacher didn't talk to me when I went to church. So I'm quitting. It's true. It, it happens. Well, I'm discouraged. This one did this to me, or this one did that to me, and we get so hung up on things that we're not going forward. You must progress as a child of God. If you if you just sit there at your job and you're never going forward, you're going to get fired. What do we got to do? We got to press toward. How do we press toward? Notice what he said in verse 13. Notice what he said there. Boy, I like this. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. The only way to go forward today is to remove ourselves from the past. Do you know that we could get so hung up on yesterday that we lose sight of today? We could get so hung up on the blessings of yesterday that we rob ourselves of the blessings of today. God was good yesterday. Amen? Are you all awake this morning? God was good yesterday, wasn't He? Man, God has blessed us beyond measure. Praise His holy name for His goodness and what He's done. But don't get so hung up on yesterday that we rob ourselves of the blessing of today. 
Aren't you glad that God's a forgiving God? Paul said, I forgot those things. I'm putting those things behind us. I'm letting those things go. Friend, God let them go a long time ago. It's time for us to let them go. Well, preacher, you don't know where I come from. Friend, if you know Jesus, it don't matter where you come from. All that matters is where you're headed. Amen? Reach forward. Forget about the past and let's go forward for the Lord. I've gone to many churches preaching a lot of revivals. And one of the saddest things is when I walk into a building that will sit three or four hundred. I go in and we get ready for church and I look around, there's forty, fifty for preaching service. I'm thinking, what's going on? And then after church, people come up to me and they say, oh, preacher, oh, I wish you could have seen this place 20 years ago. Oh, man, I wish you could have seen this. Man, we had more souls saved. Man, I'm telling you, oh, I wish you could have seen this a couple of years ago. God was good. May I tell you, God is still good. God is still good. Yes, a lot of souls have been saved here in promised land. But friend, there's still a lot of lost people that need to be saved. And praise God what He did yesterday, but I can't wait to see what He's going to do for us today. And I can't wait to see what He's going to do for us tomorrow. Don't get so caught up on yesterday that we mess up our today. Do you believe God can bless you today? Just like He did yesterday? Absolutely. How do we receive those blessings? We press Toward the mark. I love what Jesus said in Luke 9.62. No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something. If you're in the kingdom of God and you're working and you're serving through the local New Testament church, you got to keep your eyes going forward. You stay focused. If you look back, Jesus said you're not fit. You're not fit to work for me if you're focused on yesterday. We must focus on today and we must focus on tomorrow. Church, are y'all ready to press toward the mark? We gotta press toward the mark. Notice what he said here. I press toward the mark. Notice Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. A lot of people think the finish line is on earth. That word mark means goal or, or finish line. It's kind of like a race we're running. We're in the race. The day we got saved, we're in the race. And we're running for what purpose? Till we get to the mark. You say, preacher, how long do I serve the Lord until we get to the mark? A lot of people get confused and they, and they say, well, I've been serving God 30 years. I can quit now. Well, preacher, you don't know what I did for God yesterday. Well, good. <laughs> but what are you doing today? The mark, the finish line is not on this earth. Well, when I get to a certain age, I can just sit back and I can just coast right on into glory land. No. Let me tell you something. The race does not end till we get to glory land. The race ends when we meet Jesus. Notice what he said in Hebrews 12 and 1. He said, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We're in a race. And we're running it for the Lord. Now notice what he said. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When did your race begin? The day that you met Jesus. When will your race end? The day you meet Jesus. May I tell you, it all started when I met Jesus as a 13-year-old boy in West Monroe, Louisiana. And my race will not be completed until I get to see Jesus in heaven. 
when I meet Him in the clouds, when I meet Him in the air, that is when my race is over. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to retire. Let me tell you something. There's no retirement plan in Christianity. When you get in this race, you're in it until Jesus calls you home. And if you're still here, may I remind you, you have a race to run. You say, preacher, how long do I do I run it till we get to the mark, till we get to the finish line? Oh boy, aren't you ready for that eastern sky to split wide open? Aren't you ready for Jesus to come again? About six of you. Aren't you ready for Jesus to come again? Hey Amen. There we go. Man, what a what an awesome day! That's the finish line, folks. When we get to meet Jesus. Not when we get sick, not when we get down, not when we get discouraged, but when we meet the author and the finisher of our faith is when it's time to slow down. You say, preacher, I'm tired, I'm wore out. you got to press toward. you got to keep on going. There are souls at stake today. There are souls that need to be saved today. He said, I press toward the mark for the, the prize. I want you to notice Galatians 6. Stay with me now. Galatians 6. Galatians 6. We're running the race. How long do we run the race till we get to the finish line? And a lot of people think, well, what's the purpose in running the race? Well, I want you to know at the end of the race, of any race that we see here on earth, there's a prize at the end of the race. And may I tell you in the service of the Lord, when you serve God, there is a prize when we get to the mark. Remember, The mark is heaven. So the prize that I'm talking about is not here on earth. Now, will God give you an abundant life for serving Him? Absolutely. Will He bless you on this earth? Absolutely. But the reward you're looking for is not found on this earth because the mark's not on earth. It's in heaven. We are looking for the prize that we get when we get to heaven. Notice what He said in verse 7. Galatians 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. May I tell you this morning that what you do for the Lord will be measured when you get to heaven. And you will receive the reward, whether good or rather bad. You will reap what you sow. If you dedicate yourself to a life of service, and you're faithful and you're dedicated, I'm going to tell you, Jesus is going to reward you. There is a prize. And the Bible tells us that there's crowns to receive. And there's all these wonderful things to receive when we get to heaven. And when we get to heaven, we're going to stand before Him at the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to be judged on our works. He will judge us on whether or not we were faithful. He will judge us on whether or not we were obedient. And the more we are faithful, the more we were obedient, He will reward us. And the more reward that we will receive. And may I tell you, those rewards there will not fade like the rewards here on earth do. All these trophies and everything and plaques you get here on earth, every bit of that can be burned. But what you do and what you get from Jesus can never be burned. They're everlasting. They're eternal. Quit focusing on the prizes of the earth and focus on the prizes that we're going to get when we get to heaven. Boy, these crowns, all that. Doesn't that sound good? What a prize! 
But I'm going to be honest. This is what I think the prize is. You may not agree with me, but I'm preaching this morning, so you got to hear my opinion. This is what I think the prize is. We get there and we're going to get all these crowns. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's good. But we're going to get to see Jesus. And John said in Revelation chapter 4 that when he went through the door and he got to heaven, he seen the throne. And he said he seen the elders fall down before the throne. And all those crowns that they worked so hard for, all of those rewards that they received, they took them off of their head and they fell down upon the ground before the throne of Jesus and they cast them before the throne. And they began to sing, Thou art worthy, O Lord. Thou hast power and honor and glory. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Let me tell you something. All those crowns are going to be so awesome. But the most... The greatest prize that we will receive is when we get to fall before the Lord. And all of those things that we receive when we see Him, by being faithful to Him, we will take them all and we will give them to Him. And may I tell you, that will be a prize for us. You say, preacher, that don't sound good to me. (laughs) Let me tell you something. When we get to heaven, we're going to fully comprehend the love of Jesus Christ for us. We're going to fully comprehend what He did for us. We're going to fully comprehend His grace and His mercy. May I tell you, we're going to comprehend it better than we've ever had before. And we're going to realize what He gave for us. And when we realize what He has given for us, in return, we're going to want to give it all back. Because it's all His anyway, isn't it? Isn't He awesome today? The prize is when we get to fall before the Lord and those crowns we earn, we put before His feet and say, here you go. You say, well, I don't want to give them to Him. I want to keep them. I'm selfish. (laughs) Aren't you glad He wasn't selfish? Why do I have to give to Him? Because, friend, He's given all for us. He's given all for you. For you and for me, every one of us, He has given everything He had and He laid it down on the cross for us. When we get to heaven, all these rewards, we're going to say, here, Lord, Isn't He worthy of them? Well, we're going to start singing and praising. You say, well, I don't like singing. (laughs) Well, you ain't going to like heaven then, because they sing in heaven. And they sing loud. And they're excited. Man, isn't it going to be awesome? When we get to the mark, and we stand before Jesus, and He, Jesus Christ, is our prize. Keep on pressing for the mark. For that, the Bible said, the high heaven. What is this race about? Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. We're pressing toward. We're in this race. We go forward to the mark, to the finish line, because there is a prize. What race do we run? The race that God places us in. Let me tell you something. I'm not here on my own today. This is a God thing. With me being the pastor of Promised Land, this is not about Josh Llewellyn, it's not about you. God ordained this. This is of God. And we must run the race that God places us in. Well, I don't want to run the race God wants me to run. I've been there. 
I was there a couple weeks ago. We've all been there. But friend, this is not my race. This is His race. And I run the race that He puts me in, not where I want to go, but where He wants me to go, because this is all about the calling of God. And God has placed us in the race, and now we are to run our race, and we must run it till we get to the finish line. And when we get to the finish line, there will be a prize. And that prize will be based upon whether or not we fulfill the calling of God in our life. Promised Land Church, are you ready to press toward the mark? Are you ready? About 19 of you. Come on now. Are you ready? There we go. We've got to press toward the mark. But preacher, yesterday, hey, remember today. Remember tomorrow. We've got to press toward the mark. Say, preacher, there's cancer and I'm discouraged. I, it's understandable. Preacher, I, I got offended. It's understandable. Don't get out of the race. You're not at the finish line yet. Hello? You're not at the finish line yet. Don't get out of the race. Well, preacher, I'm worried. Preacher, I'm discouraged. Put your eyes on Jesus and run your race. I love what Paul said in Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. May God always find us faithful in what He's called us to do. Are you willing today to abound in the work? Are you willing today to be steadfast? Are you willing to press toward the mark? I want to read something and I'm done. A missionary came to our church a couple years ago and he read this. And it puts me on shouting ground. I like it. But it's a missionary in Africa. Boy, you just think you have problems. (laughs) Think about what those missionaries go through over there for the cause of Christ. Boy, what a race. But they seem so faithful, don't they? He went out one day preaching and testifying of Jesus, and he lost his life. They killed him for testifying and professing of Jesus Christ. They went back to his desk to clean up his things, and they found this letter that he had written on his desk. Listen here. He said, I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have stepped over the line. The decision has been made. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, sight walking, small planning, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotion, or popularity. I don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, lean on His presence, walk by patience, lifted by prayer, and labor by power. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way is rough. My companions are few, but my God is reliable and my mission is clear. 
I cannot be bought, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of the adversary, negotiate at the table of the enemy, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I've stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I must go till He comes. I must give till I drop. And I must preach till I all know and work until He stops me. Friend, may I tell you, we got to press toward the mark. We gotta to press toward the mark. Everything that's standing in your way, let's overcome those obstacles. Promised Land Missionary Baptist Church, let's go forward. Are you ready? You got lost family members? You got lost friends? Say, preacher, why do I need to keep pressing toward the mark? There's people around you who need to be saved. There are souls at stake today. Don't get out of the race. Don't get out of the race. Kaylin Ann is eight years old. Connor is six. Kaylin is saved. Connor's not. There's too much at stake for me to just drop out of the race. I got to keep on going. I got a little boy that needs to be saved here in a couple of years. I got a little girl that needs to meet Jesus. Let's stay in the race. Are y'all with me this morning? Let's stay in the race. Let's press toward the mark. Where's the finish line, preacher? It's in heaven. Let's work till Jesus comes. Let's stand this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for preaching grace. Lord, I ask You to take these Scriptures and Lord, convict our hearts. And You know whether or not we've been faithful. Lord, You know whether or not that we have been faithful in the race You've set us. Lord, I pray that You'd find us faithful today. If there's somebody that needs to be saved, I pray that they'll trust in You before it's eternally too late. I love you. Lord, you're worth running this race for. You're worth serving. You're worth working for. I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brother Trey is going to be standing here. And we're going to have a hymn of invitation. And child of God, if you're here, and you say, Preacher, I hadn't been running my race well. I hadn't been running my race well. Would you fall to your knees and say, Lord, help me run my race? These altars are open this morning. Would you come to the altar and seek strength for the race that is set before you? If you have a public decision to make, would you come grab Brother Trey by the hand? If you need to be saved, would you come grab him by the hand? Let him show you how to be saved as we sing.